and welcome back to The Plan Success, your beginner's SEO podcast for all solo marketers and small business owners. Okay, so a couple episodes ago, I did a bit of a case study in how I, this is a cringy word to use, skyrocketed the traffic of one of my clients. Um, And that was using a content strategy. Um, And today it wasn't for an e-commerce site, but today what I wanted to do is, I know lots of you are e-commerce small business owners, so I wanted to do a case study specifically on an e-commerce site that I worked with. Um, Now, sometimes e-commerce sites can be really tricky because they can be very saturated. And disclaimer here, not all SEO gurus will say this, but I will definitely honestly openly say that SEO isn't for everyone. Um, sometimes your niche might just be too saturated and you might find it easier to build up a platform via social media um, and get leads that way. However, I will say that with social media, you don't own your platform. So eventually it can be taken away from you at any time. Um, But obviously with SEO, if the niche is crowded, it's harder to do, but at least it's always yours. So that was a bit of a tangent there, <laughs> but I just always want to be super honest about um, the, the limits of SEO sometimes in very saturated niches. And actually, this niche was very saturated that I did with this client. This client was in the health and wellness industry, which, I mean, if you've been on social media or the internet recently, you probably have got a few targeted ads chasing you around the internet, and at least one of them will be related to, you know, sort of getting in shape or some beauty cream or what always follows me around tends to be sort of um, mascaras that promise the longest eyelashes ever because I would really like longer eyelashes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, health and wellness is a very saturated niche. So when I started working with this client, I was very honest with them and I said, you know, keep up the social media. SEO is part of a wider holistic marketing um, strategy. You can't just choose one channel these days. You need at least two or three going. So I did tell them that. However, we had some really exciting results, which we're going to dive into. But the, what was happening with them and why they decided to go for SEO is that they were currently running paid ads and they just weren't sustainable. They just knew that, you know, obviously every time they turned the paid paid ads off, they weren't making sales. And some months when they had sort of less budget, because a small business owner, you know, it's it fluctuates. You have good months, you have bad months. It's very hard to predict. Um, and it can be very hard and, you know, a drain on your resources if you're putting in X amount every month of paid ads. And this is what this company was finding. So what their plan was, was to sort of dedicate a part of the budget each month to SEO, and hopefully over time, increase the budget to SEO and decrease the budget to paid ads. And then eventually they'd be able to decrease the budget as well to SEO whilst having a much smaller paid ads budget, which is what we did in the long run. Um, So this was their plan, which I thought was a great plan, but I did tell them as well, you know, keep up the social media. We want everything. These were their, these are their three channels that they had chosen, paid ads, social media, and now SEO, which I thought was great. But um, it was going to be a challenge. And I did tell them that. So what we did was, okay, um, well, let me tell you the results actually first, and then you, otherwise you might not be interested in what we did. Um, But so what we managed to do was over a period of three months, 
um, we literally sort of transformed their sales because they were originally all coming from paid ads. And then by the end of three months, they were 15 organic sales a week, bearing in mind that they only needed to make about five organic sales a week because um, these were high high cost goods, about a few hundred, a few hundred dollars each. Um, and then after the three months, we then continued working together on a content strategy uh, and things kept going really well. And we worked together for a year um, before they decided to sort of, like we said, taper off the SEO because they'd built up such a good standing with it that it was a lot easier to maintain, which is a really good benefit of SEO as well. Once you've kind of got the good foundations there and put in that groundwork, it's a lot easier to maintain. So those were the results. We've got 15 organic sales a week within three months. It was fantastic. Um, and this is how we did it. So first off, we looked at the technical stuff. Now, technical SEO is kind of what people are talking about when they're talking about indexing, crawling, um, making sure it's fast, your website's fast, making sure your URL structure's good, making sure there's no duplicate pages, um, making sure there's no blank meta descriptions or making sure if you're an international website are all your different language versions sort of lining up um is your robots text correct is your site structure good that's all kind of technical seo um, i don't want to scare you off with that because most of the times if you're built on wix or squarespace or wordpress there's nothing going to be too serious that's going to move the needle which is why i always say don't stress about it too much if you're doing beginners seo but we looked at this website and we did find that there were a lot of duplicate pages, which is sort of a problem you do find on these platforms um, because it's very easy just to click, you know, duplicate or clone this page. And then you forget to sort of get rid of that page. So then what also what often happens is you'll find these small businesses and even actually sometimes larger business websites um, with lots of traffic that they've just got like copies of pages everywhere and you're thinking come on like you wouldn't sort of if you were if you let's think of it like a red a brick and mortar business you wouldn't make like duplicates of leaflets and start sort of or you know one leaflet with like one word different and start handing them all around no you just have like one leaflet so it's the same with your pages you just want one version of each page so that was actually a big issue on this website because it was confusing google google didn't know which version to rank and we can go a little bit more technical there and talk about canonicals but we're not going to stress about that basically what we did was we made we got rid of all the duplicate pages which anyone can do so i'd recommend you do that on your site go check there's no duplicate pages also what this co this company had done their other big sort of technical problem was their url structure or slug and that's that www.domain.com forward slash and then the bit that comes after it is the slug okay and what this company had done because they were making so many duplicate pages is that it was the the slug would be called say if they sold ironing boards it would be like www.com ironingboards.com forward slash red ironing board version two as their L structure. And that just does not look good, does it? And again, it doesn't look good for Google because Google does use the slug structure to help understand what the page is about. So you want your slug structure to sort of reflect what the page is selling. So even if they'd use that copy for a blue ironing board, it needs to be forward slash blue ironing board. And the original one needs to be red ironing board. Um, so we did have to tidy up a lot of that as well. 
If you're on WordPress, there's plugins that can do that for you, or you can go on Squarespace and Works and type it into Google, and there'll be you know a hack that you can use to create different names um, for your slugs and make sure there's redirect set up. So we sorted all that out and we saw a little boost, which was fantastic. The next step we did was sort out their homepage because their homepage was named after their business as opposed to sort of what the business sold, what it was about. So again, in Google's eyes and to the average viewer's eyes, it was very difficult to work out what their site did. And this is something everyone can do on their small business website as well. When you go onto your homepage, your title at the top, when someone clicks on your page, does it explain what you do? Does it have underneath it a little tagline where you sum up what you do? If you sell ironing boards, does it have like, you know, say, say if you're called Straight Closed, (laughs) that's your company name. You know, we sell the best ironing boards this side of London or something. Um, You need to make sure it's clear to both the site user and Google what your company does. And there's a lot, well, not a lot more that goes into homepage optimization, but also, you know, how to choose your keywords and things like that. Um, and if you want help with that, I definitely recommend you head to www.theplansuccess.com where I've got some free resources as well as an SEO masterclass in how to optimize your homepage. I also have a great course. Um, I'm going to put it on sale, I think, in the next couple of weeks. So watch out for that. Um and I, I want it to be affordably, affordably priced because I really do believe passionately that all small business owners who can't afford big SEO agencies should be able to DIY their own SEO. And this course will teach you exactly how to get those good foundations for SEO, from optimizing your homepage to figuring out your keywords, because I know a lot of people struggle with that, to figuring out a content strategy and also as well as creating individual landing pages. It's a sort of A to Z. Oh my gosh, I just said Z. I'm not American, A to Z guide on optimizing your small business website to get found on Google. So please watch out for that on www.theplansuccess.com. Okay, but back to it. That was my little plug there. So we sorted out their homepage. And again, we saw a nice little boost in rankings. And at this point, we were starting to get leads coming in, which was great because as it was a high cost product, they did have an email marketing system going. So they did get, you know, leads signing up for, they were put in their email and they become a lead. And then the small business owner could sort of send them emails to make a sale. So that was happening. But yeah, all those organic sales weren't happening. So at this point, we went along with traditional sort of content strategy. And I know I talk about this all the time and it is so important. Having a content strategy, i.e. blogs, is perfect because it raises brand awareness. So it gets people aware of sort of your company so that when they're ready to make a sale, they've got your name in their head. And B, it also raises topical authority. So Google notices that you're talking about this product or industry a lot and you've got the answers to people's questions. So therefore, you must be a trustworthy source. So therefore, it pushes up your other pages, your other product pages, your other services pages up in the rankings. So content strategy is super important. So we did get cracking on that. But this is where we really won an SEO. This is where we sort of uh, departed from the normal cookie cutter strategy and thought a little bit outside the box and it really worked for them. Okay, so this health and wellness company, they sold a lot of products, um, but they were they were tied to a bigger company, and this bigger company sort of pro- provided them with the products. So I researched all the products that they were selling, and then I found out about 
this other product that was coming to market in about six weeks time. Six weeks time, that gave us a fantastic advantage. So what we did was we created a page for that new product that wasn't even out yet, six weeks before all the other online competitors had created their pages. So we had this new page that was building up authority. Google was noticing this page so that when the product came out six weeks later, boom, we were ranking number one for all this fresh rush of organic traffic. And it was insane. The client was ecstatic. So was I. We, that was where we got these 15 organic sales a week from. It was brilliant. And we managed to then replicate it again with other new products that were coming out. And I don't know why, but for whatever reason, the competitors didn't catch on that that was what we were doing. Um, we were finding, you know, the new opportunities, the basically less competitive opportunities, creating pages for those, ranking number one for those and making the sales. And this strategy is something you can do as well in your business. Is there an angle on your service or is there something special about your product that your competitors aren't trying to rank for? And if they're not, you can then create a page using that angle, writing about that angle, and you can rank number one for it and you will make those sales. Does that make sense? So a large part of this comes down to keyword research. Um, and actually in my course, there's a whole massive module, not massive, but I don't want to overwhelm you. <laughs> a beginner's module that's very comprehensive on keyword research and how to find those angles that suit your specific niche or industry in your area, if you're a local business, um, how to find keywords that will help you rank and show up on Google. Because because keyword research is really important in SEO, especially when everything seems to be so saturated these days. It's all about finding your niche, how to dominate your area. And then what we also did was in our content strategy, we created content that complemented those niche pages. And again, this is something you can do. Once you've figured out your niche keywords for your service or products, you can then create content that complements those pages and boosts your authority just to give you, even give an extra edge over your competitors. But like I said, so we created these pages for these sort of un, um, unexploited products before our competitors did. And we also had this long-term content strategy churning out really con really good content that answered people's questions about these products. You know, what are people wondering um, when they're thinking of buying these products? You know, will this product, da-da-da-da-da, is this product, da-da-da-da, how does this product, da-da-da-da. And those are the questions we answered in our blog posts. We got inside the mind of our target audience and thought, how can we help them? And we created the content for that. And that was how we dominated this niche. So... Um, that's kind of all today. This is very short and sweet. Um, but I think with case studies, just because it's in my head, I don't really plan it out. I just remember what happened and tell you exactly as it is. No gatekeeping here. Um, but like I said, please go check out um, www.theplansuccess.com for information on my course on how to optimize your small business for e-commerce or local service business to dominate your niche and figure out how to do keyword research. In fact, maybe the next episode should be a little bit more about keyword research um, 
so I can educate you on it and hopefully get you more interested in the course, obviously. But yeah, head to www.plansuccess.com for information on that, as well as um, free resources on how to generate some content ideas, um, how to optimize your homepage as well. And also, of course, make sure you're following me on Instagram at theplansuccess.com. But that's all for now. All right. See you later, guys.